Before we begin today's episode, dear listeners, this is just a trigger warning. We do talk about suicide at some point in the episode, and if you feel that is not for you, you can skip this episode. Let's begin. Hey there, guys. This is Amish Parmar over here, and this is Rohan this side, and let's get this episode started. So you want to tell the listeners what we are doing today? Today we are continuing with our 36 questions of love, and uh, we are going to tackle the set two now, starting with question number 13. Yeah. So last time we were only able to do 12 of them. Today, hopefully, we'll start with 13 and at least do till 24. And if time permits, we might also reach 36. We don't know yet, but at least till 24, 13 to 24, we should be able to tackle. So yes, I think you can start reading the first one. No, before I say the question, I think uh, that is so unlike you, Rohan. You are not the what do you call it, the optimist, which is the role that I play. You are the realist, yeah, so I don't. The optimist. You are the realist, man. I don't even think we'll reach twenty-four in a single episode because we tend to discuss a lot. But let's see. Okay, so I'll read the question. The thirteenth question says, "If a crystal ball could hey, tell wait, you." Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. Okay. If someone is listening this episode directly without listening our previous episode about thirty six questions of love, I think we owe it to them to explain what these questions are. Yeah, so can you just give a two line summary of what these questions are all about? Yeah, basically these questions are from a research study where the researchers brought two strangers together and they had to ask these questions to each other and after that I think they had to. stare into each other's eyes for a minute or two and after that they ask do you feel love towards the other person and majority of the person end up saying yes some of the people who actually went through this study also got married at the end so yeah these questions supposedly have the power to make two people fall in love but yeah i mean these are also in my experience great conversation starters if you want to know someone deeply or you want to just have a good time having deep conversations these questions Are a great starting point. Yes, I think that's a good enough description. So these questions might just be the ticket to your happily ever after, guys. And also, if you are wondering where you can find the first set of the questions, question number one to twelve, it is our episode number twenty-eight. Happy second birthday! So be sure to check that out as well. So without further ado, I'll go with the question. Okay, the thirteenth question says, if a crystal ball could tell you the truth about yourself, your life. the future or anything else what would you want to know <sighs> again a deep question man i don't know i feel my answer is going to be main i would not like to know honestly i can't think of anything that i would like to know i don't want to know the future because then it is going to ruin my experience of the future right so future is out of question truth about myself again i think there's there's value or this fun in figuring that out by yourself through awareness through mindfulness through reflection so yeah i don't think anything about myself that i would like to know from the crystal ball yeah even my answer is kind of similar it's just like asking your friend who has already watched the movie for spoilers and no one would want to do that right so even i don't want to know anything from the future but uh, even i'm not able to answer what would i want to know from the crystal ball 
<laughs> it also at the end says or anything else right so i think that just open up the question to any possibility a very obvious answer would be which stock is going to go up tomorrow <laughs> that would make our lives but still even if you know which stock is going to go up tomorrow you're not going to buy it right so there is there is no point in you asking that question <laughs> Yeah I think and also I'm not sure if we should get so technical or not but the stock market is known to be a second degree chaotic system right where which which basically means is again I'm not sure if it's second or not I have a very bad memory but basically what it means is it depends on what people think so if say for example I know that tomorrow this particular stock is going to go up i'm assuming that will also affect the stock market itself but if i knew that a stock is going to go up tomorrow for sure then obviously i'm buying it come on So you are again contradicting yourself. The one I used to know <laughs> says that the only way to get rich is slow. But okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't seem to be able to find something that I would really really like to know to ask that crystal ball. How about this? Is there an afterlife and what does it look like? Ah, nice, nice. I think this was one of the questions or one of the topics we discussed sometime on our podcast. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great question. Yeah, but will the crystal ball be able to answer it? And even if it does, we would not be very sure if that's the truth, right? Fair. Yeah, उम्र ले के बाद ही पता चलेगा. Yeah, yeah. जोड़ भी निकला तो क्या ही सवाल पूछोगे? वही. We can't do anything about it. This is kind of a weird question. I feel crystal ball. This is, I think, this is the only unscientific question. I mean these are conversation starters these need not be scientific in any way cool i think we can move on to the next question then okay so the 14th question is is there something that you have dreamed of doing for a long time and why haven't you done it yet oh i have so many answers <laughs> to these questions many answers okay so fire away see first is from music okay i want to restart learning music i want to be a part of a band i want to go on stage I mean I don't think I derive a lot of pleasure from making music or maybe I did not achieve that level in music where I felt joy out of composing any music but I think even if you cover a song and just go and play it on a stage I think that it's very pleasurable to me and even the life of a band is in general very cool if you have the correct band members so yeah i think one of the things which i've dreamed i mean it's not a dream because i've already lived the dream in some part earlier but i want to restart that part of my life as soon as i can i've been wanting to buy a bass guitar again but i've not been able to because of the lockdown orders i think i've saved enough and i had enough intent to just buy a new bass guitar the only thing which is stopping me right now is the lockdown so that's one thing music and there are other small small pleasures i think one of that is just skydiving uh, but i think i don't have the money for it right now and another one would be watching northern lights uh, again i don't have enough money for that right now and on a serious note i think this is a very good point in the episode to bring up that these days i'm reading this book called looking away by harsh mandar and it's been on my mind for a long time first reason why it's been on my mind for a long time is i take a lot of time to finish a book so i'll be reading one particular book for a month or a two so hence it's always on my mind but it's not on my mind just because i want to finish the book or i'm a slow reader but it's also because whatever is written in that is making me very uncomfortable so it's basically about how the middle class has started looking away from the poverty around them 
so that's the main theme of the book like how we have normalized the poverty around us uh, a few examples it gives is like one of the finance minister of india at one point of time in an interview said that we will eliminate extreme poverty by 2040 now extreme poverty in india's definition is like close to starvation aisa nahi ki एक्सट्रीम पॉवर्टी मतलब सिर्फ दो अख का रोटी मिल रहा है नो एक्सट्रीम पॉवर्टी मीन्स इवन वर्स देन दैट अकॉर्डिंग टू इंडिया डेफिनेशन सो द फाइनेंस मिनिस्टर ऑफ अ कंट्री विच हैज अ बिलियन पीपल इन इट एंड दैट पर्सन बींग कम्फर्टेबल इनफ टू से वी विल एंड एक्सट्रीम पॉवर्टी नॉट पॉवर्टी माइंड यू एक्सट्रीम पॉवर्टी विच मीन्स पॉवर्टी विल स्टिल बी अराउंड लाइक ट्वेंटी फोर्टी इन टू थाउजेंड टू थाउजेंड एट और समथिंग थर्टी ईयर्स लेटर द फैक्ट दैट द मिनिस्टर फील्स ओके टू से दिस एंड द फैक्ट दैट we as citizens are okay with this timeline tells a lot about what the general population of our country is thinking in the lines of right kids okay and it's not our responsibility and it's their mistake and that's how it is supposed to be which is wrong so one particular statistic which really really has stayed with me is that there are around 2 million street children in india okay 2 million approximately 20 lakh children so in our country there are 20 lakh children who don't have a roof over their head and uh, no one comes and gives them food my age is around 24 25 and even today i get free food at my home however there are children of the age 8 9 10 11 12 13 who have to work to get their square meal and there always obviously there are many stories around that and it just made me very very uncomfortable and also back when i was doing my masters in nagpur I used to spend my Sundays in an orphanage, right? And even then, I think I'd shared this with my close uh, group of friends back in Nagpur that someday even I would like to open my own orphanage, and I think that will be my life—just opening my own orphanage and living the rest of my life serving that particular orphanage. Obviously, after that, things changed, and many other things I experienced in life, particularly teach for India Fellowship, and then I came to know that education can be a very great tool to change that. what i find myself again going back to that particular dream of mine which i had about 3 4 years back that i want to have my own orphanage uh, where now i can combine my skills and knowledge about education and maybe make it also a temple for education not just a roof over children's head so yeah it's one of the dreams i have and now i think i'm also thinking about scale right i'm always caught between do i do a small thing and be happy with it like us surf a small number of people but serve them very very well or should i be at the top of a say for example the government may become a bureaucrat and control thousands and thousands of students so that i can reach more and more students that's always a confusion for me ki should i go for skill or should i go for depth in the quality or in my interactions so i think my dream is somehow to combine both of them to have the skill maybe i mean so if i have to be super super optimistic and dreamy and i would say i want to solve that problem for the entire country and there should be no street children on the streets of india by the time i die so yeah that's that's a dream i've had for a long time i can say why haven't i done it good question man it's it's scary having your own enterprise leaving your job if you have one having your own enterprise starting everything being at the top of an organization where you will have people under you right people whom you pay salary and if you are unable to raise funds at regular interval some people are not going to get their salary and that's that's not okay so it's it's very scary i think the scariness is what has stopped me from pursuing that dream but yeah maybe a few years down the line it's in the pipelines 
See, I think the people who are in the social sector, like you, or the ones who generally work with an NGO, they generally are very optimistic and uh, dreamy, and they do have big ambitions. And I think they do work hard to try as much as possible to bring that dream into a reality. And of, of course, you, like you said, you are still young. And though the thought of what you just said scares you, maybe after gaining some experience in this field, you will maybe step by step uh, be there one day. Yeah, but I also wanted to clarify that I feel like you are making a generalization that everyone in social sector is <laughs> very ambitious. I think social sector is very similar to for-profit sector, right? In even in for-profit companies, you have uh, people who are great leaders who are ambitious and they even achieve it. Example, say Steve Jobs. Example, Mark Zuckerberg. These people are also dreamy-eyed and they dreamt big and they achieved big. And there are also for-profit companies who dream very. small and don't reach those heights which any for profit company would like to and i think that's we have a mirror image of that even in social sector there are many ngos working in small small silos uh, maybe in rural india or maybe in one particular city and they never expand out and there are some other ngos and this is very few with respect to non profits very few non profits are going to expand into other cities for example one i know is make a difference the other one is teach for india the biggest ngo in education is pratham very few of them going to expand into different different geographical regions and scale is a huge problem in non for profit but ambition wise there are different kinds of people both in for profit and non profit i think maybe it boils down to the ceo of that non profit organization if he or she feel satisfied with the work that they are doing they might not end up going for the quantity or increasing the scale but they might focus on the depth or the quality of the situation and just keep on working on that i think that might be one way to explain it i don't feel any ceo of any non for profit organization would be content okay we are serving these many people that's it because there's always someone who is still dying of hunger there's always someone who is not getting enough education quality education there's always some village in some obscure location of india who is not getting clean water so i don't think anyone will be satisfied with the number of people they are serving i think the bottleneck is always quality like how can you maintain the quality while expanding and i think that the social sector hasn't been able to do effectively for profit generally do that much better okay what what you're saying does make sense the answer which i would like to give this question isn't as grand and as ambitious as your answer is but the first thing that came to my mind is uh, i have been finding myself dreaming and imagining life getting back to normal after this pandemic ends and uh, you know just going casually to any restaurant we want and eating and catching up with friends so that is something i do miss and i do find myself thinking of and dreaming of and to answer the question why haven't i done that because i have a friend named rohan rajapure who <laughs> doesn't want to go out and explore and enjoy without getting vaccinated and of course i wholeheartedly support his decision and i have been following that myself since last couple of months or so so that is one dream that hopefully will come true in the near future not too long and one of the other things is i always so whenever i watch some movie or anime or, or any form of media i really get very attracted to it and i try to you know uh, see or learn or read more about it so that generally makes me a person who is kind of 
who knows a little bit about a lot of things but doesn't know anything too deeply so i i think like i started learning japanese but after a couple of months i stopped that i have started n number of online courses during the lockdown past couple of years but uh, you know i have just completed a couple of them after a few weeks or a month or so i i tend to get bored and find something else to do so that is one thing i want to bring under control and uh, stick to what i have begun and end it properly but one thing the the like the closest my answer gets to your answer is i have dreamed of being a part of an ngo at least partially or part time basis which either organizes uh, beach clean drives or which is associated with uh, uh, animals like taking care of animals or doing something for street animals and uh, maybe even uh, trying to volunteer my time and somewhat expertise i have in the subject of science and english and maths by teaching some students but i have i don't know never able to materialize that those dreams of mine so that is one thing i want to do i really really want to do maybe on a part time basis as well not completely like i don't want to make that my job but that that's what a volunteer does right Uh, he volunteers his time and efforts so that is what i wanted to do for a long time but i have never been able to do it hopefully some day in the and even this time during the lockdown i was so motivated to do do it but i'm just not the kind of person who is comfortable talking or teaching or discussing over screens i'm just not comfortable with that so maybe that is one reason or that is the reason i am giving myself to not do this but i don't know about your first dream with respect to restaurants i would say now even i am very desperate to go out and eat in restaurants because now it's so near right and by it i mean the vaccines like legally it's no problem because the government has allowed anyone above 18 to get the vaccine so with respect to legality everything is there and obviously we have vaccine shortages uh, and hence i haven't got my first shot yet but it's so near now and it's so within grass that i can't wait for it to happen also i have started a new job right and whenever you you starting a new job it always helps to have people you work with around you physically because then you get to learn a lot i think there was this study by the economist or it was just published in the economist uh, which surveyed employees asking them would you all like to work from home every day or part of the week and majority of the people who said no were people who just started with their jobs because they want that physical mentorship to be around experienced people and learn from them and that's one aspect of them the second aspect is obviously connection because it's a new workplace new people you're working with you always want to be around your team for that support not that it's not possible online but physical is just a little more comfortable and even more intimate i would say so yeah uh where was i <laughs> vaccine but but before before you go ahead you are saying that you are craving going to restaurants now because the vaccines are so near but see at the end of the day even if you get vaccinated tomorrow you won't be able to go to restaurants because the restaurants are not open in the first place true and so until and unless the second wave which we are facing gets under control the lockdown is lifted and enough people are vaccinated it doesn't matter if you are vaccinated or not it depends on the whole country or at least the whole city of mumbai and that is going to take some time i think when i said that 
it is very near by it i meant the entire city being vaccinated but even if you don't vaccinate the entire city theoretically the bureaucrats are saying that it is possible to vaccinate the entire city within 3 months if we had available doses and if people are willing to take the vaccine but nevertheless even if the entire city is not vaccinated even if i get the two doses and the cases start coming down then obviously the restaurants are going to open right for economic reasons because the restaurant industry hospitality industry has been having a really really hard time during the lockdown so obviously they're going to try to open it as fast as they can as soon it's a little safer so even if that's the case where the lockdown has been partially lifted the restaurants are allowed to open with whatever restrictions and uh, i have got two doses i think that's near enough and even if it's not near enough i mean it depends on your definition of near right by near do i mean one week or three months or one year i can see the end now if you asked me one year back do i see an end i did not see the end right so it was just not on my mind at all but now that i see the end that it's possible i have seen israel for example to lift the mandatory mask policy i can see people in us enjoying certain freedoms which we are not getting to enjoy in mumbai so i can see an end now to the pandemic and hence i think it's making me a little iffy about okay i really really want this now okay there is this question that is coming to my mind which is again related to corona virus but since we always end up <laughs> discussing that i think i'll keep that question aside maybe some other time so the second thing you spoke about was what the second thing i talked about was you know sticking to something which i have started and you know seeing it through the end yeah you said you completed two online courses in during the lockdown and that's one more than me so obviously when it's a good <laughs> enough number i completed only one i've just started pursuing another course which i am fairly confident i'll be able to complete but yeah i think two courses done in lockdown it's, it's a good number i would say and lastly coming to your actual real answer about volunteering i think i would agree with you that volunteering online is not that fulfilling i don't think it would be so fulfilling for me when you actually go to a beach for a beach clean up and uh, when you actually go to an orphanage to teach say for example english or mathematics that's a completely different experience and i think there are two things that i generally took out of volunteering one was obviously the feel good about yourself one way you could feel good about yourself is by donating which i think you regularly do because you've donated for my classroom on more than one occasion so i think that's one level one where you feel a little good about yourself but because you did not have that experience it was just like a one minute thing and the only dopamine blast that you get is because of the certificate of appreciation or whatever or it, <laughs> in my case it's not even that it's just a thank you level 2 would be actually going and meeting the beneficiaries right when you teach a student or if you actually pick up something from the beach and that portion where you were working it looks a little more beautiful because of what you did that's the second level of dopamine blast that you get to feel good about yourself and lastly i think and this is very important that people often misses to get to meet amazing people people who volunteer they are also going to come from different walks of life different age groups different industries so some of them will be people who want to pursue a career or pursuing a career in social sector many of them will be college students some of them will be working professionals engineers doctors etc i think that is also value which is generally overlooked so i think yeah once you start volunteering there's no going back i feel that if you have a good first volunteering experience you're always going to volunteer throughout your life then you just can't live without it the reason that i chose beach clean drives and animals over human beings 
is because i am a very emotional person i feel and whenever you share the stories about your students with me i feel uh, i wouldn't say depressed but i i, I just go in an emotional downfall and i think if if i was at your place i wouldn't have any energy or any motivation to keep on going so that is one reason i try to avoid volunteering with students or with children because their misery is something that i just cannot see and that is that that can be strength for someone that very reason that they are not in a good position can be motivating enough for people to bring them out of it like it is for you but for me i don't think so it's a strength it's a weakness i don't think i have that in me i was going to say that only that i think i'm one of those people i think i'm emotional i think i'm fairly emotional normal levels of emotional but i think i have this quality of separating the problem from the emotions which many people do not have and i see that day in and day out in the social sector especially because in the social sector you're always surrounded by people's misery right so i think i have that ability to distance myself from the emotions because it's a problem that i want to solve and many people don't have that i've seen so many people working within the social sector just break down and start crying every now and then because the emotions are too much to take so yeah i think i have that gift and i'm grateful for this gift yeah you should be you definitely should be <laughs> question number 15 what is the greatest accomplishment of your life <laughs> so to be honest while you were speaking or answering the previous question i had a sneak peek because it looked so small compared to other other questions so i had a sneak peek and at the back of my mind i was thinking about it and the only answer i could come up with is till now i'm almost 25 the same age as you till now i haven't accomplished anything worth sharing with everyone firstly the way i am thinking about this question is that whenever you say accomplishment i am thinking that you have struggled you have overcome obstacles you have worked hard to achieve that thing but i don't think so retrospectively that i have done anything of that sort in my life yet so i don't have an answer to that as of yet what do you think isile i was pushing you to apply for teach for in a fellowship but okay don't work hard as well but i want to share a funny story with respect to this question so basically in teach for india at the end of it you have this external career fair where other companies are going to come to hire teach for india fellows which are graduating right so before that external career fair happens uh, in the mumbai team at least they have a practice career fair or assessment day where they will ask you to give some pre work they'll take your uh, group activities they'll take a personal interview and they will give you feedback on it so that in the real day you are much better prepared so the director of the mumbai teach for india team was taking my sample for the practice interview and they have all the stock questions ready right so one of those stock questions is generally what is the biggest accomplishment they won't ask you life but they'll ask you professional life like last 2 to 5 years was the greatest accomplishment and i remember i said ki my students share the deepest secrets with me that i think is my biggest accomplishment and i honestly speaking i was not really well prepared for that interview and that's the first thing which came to my mind and in my feedback i got ron you cannot say that at the end of 2 years of your fellowship your biggest accomplishment is that you made friends with the students that cannot be your answer and then i had to change my answer and then my stock answer became okay in the first year of the fellowship this much percentage improvement was there in mathematics and science and that was my stock answer then 
आई थिंक द आंसर विच यू गिव इज वेरी मीनिंगफुल एंड मच मोर मीनिंगफुल एंड इम्पॉर्टेंट देन द आंसर दैट यू हैड टू गिव इन दर द आंसर विच यू आर काइंड ऑफ फोर्स टू गिव इन द रियल इंटरव्यू बट आई थिंक वेन इट कम्स टू एन इंटरव्यू द सेकेंड वन साउंड मोर अप्रोप्रिएट बिकॉज बिकॉज द फर्स्ट वन जस्ट साउंड लाइक यू आर नॉट प्रिपेयर इनफ विच यू वर्न not just that but it's also the interviewer is looking for certain things in your answers right it's not a fun conversation it's it's about what can this particular candidate offer to my particular organization so that i can hire this particular candidate right so i think they are looking for answers which will help their organization so my ability to make friends with my students is not very marketable or it's not useful to many organizations so i think that's the rationale behind it but if you ask me personally I would answer whatever the hell I want because that is what I believe in and if you think that your students sharing their deep secrets with you is more of an accomplishment than you raising the percentage of students who passed mathematics or science you can go with that but at the end of the day you do need a job and you do need to fill your stomach but if I were at your place I would have gone with the truth no but I mean I would say that I changed my answer because I wanted to say something which was not true I think the director's feedback was persuasive enough for me to actually change my answer and not just having an answer in my heart and saying something else so my answer really really changed because i know that at the end of the day what really really matters for my students are those marks in the board exams which is going to get them into a college which is going to lead them to a better life so i know that is a much bigger contribution from me towards my students so i think i changed my answer not just for telling it but in my heart also i changed my answer but yeah i mean if it's not an interview and if i know that my listeners are not gauging my abilities to for the organization i think my answer would be similar to my first answer right that i gave during that practice interview it's i was able to touch lives of approximately 30 to 40 students in a positive way i think that's that would be my answer and now this is an umbrella term right touch their lives in positive ways it's an umbrella term which includes the laughter i had with them in the classroom it includes the real mathematical skills if i imparted in them it includes helping them in the times of crisis so it includes everything and happiness is always been at the center of why i wanted to become a teacher i did not want to just teach them equations and theories i also wanted to make them laugh i also wanted them to be happy it's just that i was not a great enough teacher to do that through academics the great ones will do that through the lessons itself i used to bring that externally through being silly making jokes etc so yeah, that that's my answer touching lives of approximately 30 to 40 students positively nay but i think i kind of disagree because if there is a teacher who is able to improve his or her students marks like you did and if there is a teacher who is able to bring out change in his or her students as a person not just something to show on a report card but as a person making them better people which you did as well i don't think so <laughs> i don't i don't think so let me be honest here don't take it in the negative sense but out of those 40 students how many students do you think will go to college or go into the field of education seriously hmm. see it does not the number does not matter honestly so that's uh, what i'm saying at the end of the day you are making them into better human beings by being their friend that's a good thing 
that's what I'm doubtful about right I don't feel like I've made my shoes into better people I just think I know the kind of people they are because they opened up to me but I don't feel like I've made a lot of changes in any of my students okay I mean I can't make that blanket statement my program manager will come and hit me uh, but uh, I don't see you changes in my students as persons I would say but also wait but before that let me backtrack if you give me a choice Rowan, in the next two years, if you press this particular button, you will get two choices. Uh, one choice will lead to your students scoring very, very good. Not just scoring very, very good. Your students' academics increasing a lot. Okay. And the second button is me making them laugh. They sharing their jokes with me. They opening up to me. I would definitely choose the first option because you and I have that luxury of having a great teacher who taught us everything about life but academics because we have a lot of safety nets. We have a lot of support back at home. We are financially very stable. But for some other students, it's not an option they have. They have to have to go to college. They have to have to get a good education in order to elevate themselves and their families out of whatever financial situations they are into. So I think if you give me a choice, do I want to be great friends with them or do I want to improve their academics? And I, I had to choose only one. I would choose improving their academics because I know that's what they need more. Okay, so at the end of the day, I think you are a better judge of the situation. I'm just a third person observing with what little information I have. So I think you are the good, better judge for that. So I'm satisfied with what you what you are saying. So that's that's quite a good accomplishment, I feel. And I'll tell you, this accomplishment came only after Teach for India Fellowship. Before Teach for India Fellowship, even though I did volunteer quite a lot before my fellowship, I don't think there was anything that I could have said with the amount of pride that I gave my answer right now. I think Teach for India is that opportunity which gives you those experiences to answer this question really, really with a lot of pride. Hmm, hmm, definitely, definitely. I hope that someday even I am able to find something which I am proud about and perhaps on our 10th anniversary of our podcast, we do the 36 questions of love again. I have an answer to this question. <laughs> But I think accomplishment can also be outside your professional circle, right? I think I was reading this on Quora. I don't know if this is real or not. Was this writer really being truthful or just bluffing? But the question was along the same lines. What is the biggest thing that you have done in life? Something along those lines. And this person says that they were living in hostel. He was in, he or she was in a hostel. And one of the friends rings up and tomorrow they have their exam. And this person just wonders when the phone is ringing, right? Should I pick up this call or should I not pick up this call? Because I have to study right now. Tomorrow we have an exam. So this person decides to pick up the call. And uh, this person, I mean the person on the other end, the friend of this person, asks if you come and meet me. So he does go and meet that friend. And all the while he's sulking a lot. Yeah, I should not have picked up the call. Now I have to go and meet him. I could have used this time to study. So not having great thoughts about the fact that this person has to go and meet the friend at such a late hour when there's an exam on the other day. And this person goes to the friend's place and they just have a conversation. You know the kind of conversations you have in hostel. They are just about anything. Uh, in hostel, everything and anything is interesting. So yeah, they have a conversation. This person comes back, gives the exam. Everything is done, 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 done. Four or five years later, they again have a conversation. 
somewhere or sometime or somehow they have a conversation and then this person confesses this person by this person i mean the friend the friend confesses to this person that uh, you remember that day when i called you when we had that exam and you came and we had a conversation for some time in that night he says that i was super super depressed and uh, i was about to i mean i was i was contemplating committing suicide but then i decided okay let me talk to this particular person and after speaking to you i decided against it and that was the person's answer on kora again i don't know if it's truthful or not but i think if that is truthful that's a hell lot of thing to be able to say if someone asks you what's the greatest accomplishment i saved a life that person can start off with three things firstly i have read that answer which you are saying mm. and i have yeah, i i do know about it the second thing is i might sound like a devil's advocate here but i don't think so that's an accomplishment because at the time he was doing it he didn't know what he was doing so that so was but he did take a call right that that person took a call to give a person more importance than studying and and obviously that person did not know the gravity of the situation but i think even in that particular moment choosing a person over your own self interest of scoring good in the exam i think that counts and then luckily obviously turned out to be an important decision of life but i think that's how life is right even i had no clue that my teach for india journey would be such an amazing journey but it turned out to be a great journey <laughs> so thinking along those lines even i have saved a guy's life once oh <laughs> i i certainly don't feel it as an accomplishment at all but i have done that so what happened is i was एट दिस मरीन लाइन्स मरीन लाइन्स का जो बीच है चौपाटी आई वॉज एट चौपाटी आई वॉज सिटिंग देयर जस्ट एन्जॉइंग द सनसेट एंड देर वॉज दिस ड्रंकर्ड गाय हु वॉज जस्ट स्ट्रोलिंग अराउंड द बीच ही वॉज होमलेस एंड ही लुक्ड वेरी शैबी एंड ही वॉज ड्रंक एंड ही डिडेंट नो वॉट टू डू एंड ही जस्ट स्टार्ट लाइक अलॉन्ग ही वॉज वॉकिंग अलॉन्ग द बीच एंड देन ही स्टार्टेड गोइंग टूवर्ड्स द वॉटर एंड ही केप्ट ऑन वॉकिंग इवन दो at at a time the water level reached his chest over his chest he didn't stop he just kept on walking and it was evident that he was trying to kill himself or maybe he was so drunk he did not know what he was doing but it was an attempt to suicide i felt so i don't know i just ran and uh, there was this policeman and i just ran to them and i told them that this person is trying to commit suicide just go and help him so they just went there went in the water and brought him out maybe a good person would have themselves went into the water and brought him out that would have made even a better story but anyway i'm not considering this as an accomplishment so i would definitely consider this as an accomplishment man nah i didn't feel like an accomplishment so cool 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 so let's move ahead question number 16 question number 16 is what do you value most in a friendship again a very interesting question i think all these 36 questions are interesting but i think this one maybe we would be or maybe i would be able to answer a little more truthfully <laughs> not truthfully but uh, in a better way than the previous questions Yeah. Okay. You're comparing yourself with your answers for the previous questions, not with me. No, I'm. I'm comparing myself with myself. That how. See, yeah. we have done three questions till now, and I haven't <laughs> had satisfactory answers for all three of them. So, <laughs> I'm kind of in a pinch here. So I'll try to answer this sixteenth one as truthfully or as whatever. I'll answer it. An answer that you are that you feel good about yourself. Yeah. Yeah. But still, it is a tough question to answer. So I'll have to take a few moments to think about it. You same, you same here. By the way, this question is very related to the previous episode slash recording that we did about rating your friendship. 
so if our listeners haven't listened to that one they can check that out as well very interesting concept rohan has brought to the table back then <laughs> <laughs> That's what you what to do when you're lonely. <laughs> okay. Sadly, even I don't have a very good answer for this question as well. I think it's just because we have been not recording for so long. My skills are down the drain. I mean, the listeners are going to judge your answer, not you yourself. Your answer might be amazing, which connects to many people, but you feel it's terrible. So your opinion does not count. Okay, so why don't you go on ahead with the answer, and I might steal a few things from it. So I think the most amount of value for me in a friendship is getting a default in your life, and I think this is coming from my experiences of loneliness. Um, I think I've shared this on the podcast. I shared this with people when they ask me how you're feeling, and generally people assume that I'm going to say I'm good, but sometimes I just feel like. being honest and say i'm feeling a little bit lonely these days so i think loneliness is an emotion which i feel quite often and i think my answer is rooted in those experiences like i feel at certain points of time it's mostly childhood i had default people in my life like i am feeling bored i know whom to contact or whom to meet or whom to call so I think that has been lost as I've come into adulthood. I don't have one particular default person um that I could text that I could call. I mean texting is also okay. You might have many people to text to, but calling someone over to come and meet you and just to hang out without any reason. I don't think for a long time I've had that person in my life now. And it was such a pleasure when I had that person in my life because you don't have to think about it then. Um uh, it gives your head a lot of sp- space or rather it does not fill your head with questions about okay who cares about you in life and uh, do you have any friends etc etc so i think if you have the default person in your life you are spared of all these emotions and all this self doubt that you might have so i think the most amount of value that i derived from a friendship is being that default kiar i don't have to think about whom to call him to meet whom to look for a very close second is just having fun times but i think fun times happen spontaneously also you don't need friendship for that i mean you might meet a stranger at some particular conference and you might have a great time with that particular person you don't need friendship for that i think friendship can be very mundane friendship can be very ordinary and still be of lot of value so yeah that's my answer that concept of having a default is just the most beautiful thing i have heard in a long time and i wholeheartedly agree with you on that but somewhere i don't know if it is just me or it might have happened with you as well but somewhere i think having that default person we might end up taking them for granted do you think that 100 100% yeah so that is one thing that we should avoid and whatever you have said i have experienced that myself having that default is just amazing but the true value of that default person is is just you know when you lose them or when they no longer are there in your life anyway my answer is kind of selfish but something that i could say that okay i am truthful to myself when i say that and i'm saying that whatever is coming to my mind the first thing that comes to my mind is the most valuable thing for me in a friendship is how that other person makes me feel Yes, I am very selfish with this answer, but that is what I want to say. So there are times where let's take you for example. We have been friends for like years, maybe six years or more. I don't know. So there are times where we and you and I 
enjoy ourselves the company at least i enjoy <laughs> then there there are times where we are just sitting beside each other in silence and still enjoying and then there have been times where you have been such an asshole and <laughs> such such a person that you make me angry and that is a part of friendship right you you cannot just always be happy there are times you fight there are times you have arguments so all that comes into the purview of friendship but how that person makes me feel is is the most valuable thing to me also another thing is i have said this many times on the podcast as well i am not a person who takes the first step i don't spontaneously call or text someone unless and until i have a reason to so that is just not my personality i am a person who likes to meet in person but not over these uh, communication devices but there are still a couple of friends like you or like vinay which is our mutual friend who always you know after a few months they do take an effort to reach out and see what the other person is doing what i am doing so those little things also kind of make me feel important and valuable so yeah i think that is my answer yeah i completely resonate with your second part like uh, you said right you don't reach out to people you won't stay in contact on say for example whatsapp and you won't message first unless until you have some word from that person i think it's very similar for me also and it also deep down i think it comes from the fact that uh, we might be i mean i don't know i don't want to talk about you i want to speak for myself might be somewhere deep down coming from fear of rejection as well like what if this person is too busy for me or what if this person is not reacting in the way i would like to uh, be reacted to so i think deep down it might be one of those things so that's about keeping in touch on the internet right but i think there's this other thing also which you are good at is you you said that you you like meeting in person so i think you do take the first step to meet in person though like you will say okay chalo milte hai you will say chalo idhar jaati hai so on and so forth so i think in those cases at least you do take the first step and uh, i feel i feel in taking those first steps as well like i won't even ask anyone to okay come on let's just come and meet it's always someone else who last that first and i absolutely agree like those people who initiate these things like who will call you for example vinay will always call us in a month or two just to <laughs> check in and uh, people like say for example harshal who will travel all the way from dombivli till vidya vr just to meet a friend i think those people are super super important in your life and i think as you said right they make you feel special they make you feel wanted so i completely resonate with that and also while we are at the topic of friendship see i'm not a person who uses facebook you are a consumer of facebook uh, i suppose yeah so sometimes it so happens that you are online just randomly browsing not looking for something in particular on facebook and then you just have a look at people who are online and then you see this person a friend of yours from school or college you are good friends but it just feels so <laughs> weird to message them or send a hi it just feels weird and the first reaction if i receive this kind of message is that abhi isko pakka kuch kaam rahega that is the first reaction that i think because that is why i contact people who i am not in touch with so that reaction also quite weird so taking that first step to message someone has this part of absurdity in it i feel first of all it's it's a very evident that you don't use facebook because no one actually messages on facebook these days <laughs> um yeah back when we were in school i think that was one of the major platforms where you used to message people but these days no one actually messages on facebook and i don't remember the last time i've seen that online section part of the facebook it's just scrolling and i have no clue who is online who is offline ever um so yeah 
that's just something that i wanted to bring up so did you find my answer satisfactory compared to the other ones hmm did i find your answer satisfactory let me take a moment to judge it because i was not judging it so far <laughs> i think it was a i think it was a truthful answer i think everyone has an amazing answer it's just are you able to articulate it and explain it in a well enough manner which i think you were able to do to a large extent yeah yeah i agree i i do have some good answer in my mind but i'm not able to articulate it because i've just lost the habit to so i think once we do a couple of episodes i'll be back in the game <laughs> hopefully hopefully <laughs> okay so the next question is the 17th one which says what is your most treasured memory oh my god this can be so controversial yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> i think our or at least my most treasured memory is kind of personal and i wouldn't want to share it with everyone yeah exactly right but let me think of any other memory i mean it's difficult even with that one person uh, it's difficult to have that one treasured memory you generally have a bouquet of is this yeah. bouquet a correct word i don't know but you have a basket of memories which are very very treasured but just let me think of any treasured memory out of that personal context which i'll be willing to share I mean, there are so many memories which are treasured, right? I mean, if you just delete the most part, I think you'll have tens of memories. I have a few coming in my mind. Let's let's modify the question. Let's talk about a treasured memory which you and I share. Oh yeah, that works. That works. So uh, <laughs> the first thing, the very very first thing that comes to my mind, and <laughs> it's it's generally whenever or mostly when I think of you. maybe a couple of times a year that memory is always there in my mind can you can you just guess which one i'm talking about <laughs> <laughs> i don't know man i don't know the two things come in my mind one could either be from the ooty trip or the bangalore trip or it's one of those conversations we had in a local train it's either of the two i feel nah nah the local train wala example is quite true but that is not the first thing that comes to my mind So let me give a background to our listeners as well. So I, gen- <laughs> I don't know. There is so many things I can take from that experience. So we were in our BSc, graduating together, and we generally used to go out this cyber cafes to play this computer game <laughs> called <laughs> Counter Strike. Right. So it was amazing experience. I don't know, like kids these days play Counter Strike Global Offensive where they are at their homes. and playing it but it is more fun when you play it in a room where all eight of you guys are sitting there and you are just abusing and playing and just enjoying yourself and those are like for that couple of hours you forget everything it is just very enjoyable experience so so generally what we used to do is we used to divide ourselves in two teams and on that day rohan and i <laughs> were on oppo- opposite teams and we were playing and rohan's team lost by a huge margin okay So what Rohan did is instead of staying there like a man taking it like a champ in the sportsman's uh, sportsman spirit he did not do that he just got up after the game was over he got up paid the cyber cafe wala guy the money and he just took a rickshaw and just went off without saying a single word without saying a single word all of us were worried are rohan kidhar gaya rohan kidhar gaya we tried calling him he is not answering oh god i was like kya ho gaya then the next day we come to know that he said that i wanted to avoid that situation of being uh, ridiculed by you guys i wanted to avoid that negative situation so i just got off and went so i had so many feelings uh, going through my brain at that moment of time should i abuse you more or should i 
just think about how great of a person you are how truthful you are to yourself that you wanted to avoid a negative situation and you could have done that and you did that so i i don't know all those emotions come to my mind whenever i think and i think that is the most memorable experience or most memorable memory i have with you but the question was not about <laughs> memorable memory it was about treasured memory ha so i treasure i do treasure that memory because you gave me so many things to think about <laughs> it was it was amazing i just loved that memory see again i don't trust my memory a lot but the way i remember it is there was <laughs> okay go on go on there was something fishy happening from the other side okay with respect to the guns you can buy or the funds you can have something or which type of gun is allowed or not allowed the version of memory that i have is there was something not okay being done from your team and i was just pissed at that particular fact and then obviously i knew that after <laughs> losing there's going to be a lot of uh, ridiculing obviously that's part of the game that's why we do that that's why we play in fact <laughs> just to have that moment of victory but i knew that i would get pissed about the fact that something wrong was done by your team and then we'll get in a faltu argument about no no you are just now crying about the fact that you lost and you're making up excuses i think that is why just love obviously part of it a huge part of it is about not being ridiculed not having to face that situation but it's also partly because i did not want to have the technical argument because if the losing side starts having technical argument it's generally labeled as okay you are just pro ramatta basically i think that was the emotion but yeah okay I, the fact that you chose that memory i mean highly disappointed but okay see you didn't tell me anything about this uh, you feeling that maybe some of my team members might have cheated or something we didn't discuss that later so i didn't know this part of your story i would not trust my memories a lot also so yes generally what happens is whenever random thought comes to my mind and i think about this i just start out laughing i i literally start out laughing and people are like out of the blue kya ho gaya isko but that was a, a one funny and memorable memory i have with you hmm for me i think i had two three memories in my mind <laughs> okay yeah okay i think i have chosen mine i mean there's so many i told you right is it the ice cream one <laughs> the one in ot where i told you are ice cream kha no 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 that, that, that i mean that's a moment right that's not a memory okay the two things which came in my mind one was one of the days when we went to one of the restaurants called love love bar or something bar bar kuch to i mean it was a restaurant slash cafe where we had uh, food together i think that was one which came in my mind second one was just a memory from us in the local train talking about i think it mm-hmm. was my fellowship i was i just started off my fellowship and we were having a conversation about how the fellowship is going i think that also popped up but i think i'll choose the one in our physics lab so just for mm-hmm. the listeners i think i need to clarify that uh, amish parma i think you're the topper right you're the topper of our batch yeah yeah so yeah amish was the topper of our batch in physics bsc physics so academic wise he was like at the top and popularity wise influence wise also he was kind of at the top okay so everything revolved around him he is the energy of the class uh, and i'm super super understated especially back in my bachelor's i was super understated so everyone is around amish and amish knows everyone and everyone has him in their consciousness i would say so physics lab mein physics chhod ke baki sab hota hai right uh, <laughs> so it was one of the <laughs> it was one of those days when uh, this particular person called amish uh, decides to debate me with respect to objectification of women okay and i think 
Mm-hmm. I was of the opinion that you should not objectify women and whereas you were well known to objectify women very openly and very vocal about your objectifications about women and I think back then when we were having this conversation there were a few people huddled around us because as I told that physics lab mein physics chhod ke baki sab ho raha so we started talking about it and people around us started huddling the reason I cherished that memory is firstly I was able to I feel bring out some change in the way you think about women in general that is obviously one thing that it's a triumphant feeling ki yaar kisi ka to mind change kar diya and i think the second thing was also about the fact that whenever someone has an opposing thought or world view you just assume those people are not being rational those people are not being reasonable and you never even try but i feel that you in that one particular से फॉर एग्जाम्पल आर ज्यादा से ज्यादा एक घंटा चला होगा वो डिबेट इन दैट वन पर्टिकुलर आर यू आर एबल टू क्वेश्चन योर सेल्फ योर बिलीव एंड हैव स्मॉल चेंज इन योर सेल्फ आई थिंक दैट वॉज अ वेरी वैल्यूएबल लेसन फॉर मी दैट इट इज पॉसिबल टू विन ओवर पीपल विथ रीजन दोज पीपल आर स्टिल इन माइनॉरिटी बट आई फील लाइक यू हैव सच रेडिकुलस आइडियाज अबाउट सो मेनी थिंग्स इन लाइफ एंड आई थिंक आई बीन एबल टू चेंज दोज अफ्यू ऑफ दोज through reason and just by speaking normally in a low tone uh, in a respectful way so i think that is also one of the reasons i treasure that memory and lastly it's it was a group thing right we did it as a physics group so it was some other people are also involved so i think that's one memory which i really really cherish yeah man i'm not too proud of who i am or how i used to talk about things back then <laughs> and hopefully i have improved now as a person but yeah i think it is the way you talk sometimes not sometimes most of the times that you are able to convince the other person because you yourself are quite sure about what you are saying so i think that surety that you bring to the conversation and i think your other friends have also appreciated this quality in you so you are able to convince what you want to say to the other other person and this has happened with us many times you have talked to me about meditation about mutual funds about <laughs> quite a lot of things in life and i have always ended up convinced and now i am even convinced that investing in stocks is not <laughs> that fun as i used to Finally. think because it's like you start something you start doing something new you find it exciting for a few months 6 months after that it's just the same thing i don't see any difference so if i am investing money obviously i want good return first i was thinking about having fun but now i'm just too bored to watch news and follow it up i am just like usse acha make an sip every month dalo khatam so i think i am tending towards that now but yeah yeah i think that's another gift of mine which i think i have naturally within me is just clarity of thought but i think how do i translate that clarity into changing other people's opinions minds mindsets i think that is something i'm still working on like if i know that the person in front of me believes in reason then it's super simple i just explain my reasoning and the other person is convinced those people are super simple or super easy to change their mind but um, there are many people surprisingly there's a huge portion of the population who does not believe in reason you would give them great reasons they would still won't change their opinion i think those people are a little difficult and i think persuasion is it's like really a nice pursuit in life like it's it's such a handy tool to have right that one of my strengths is to persuade people i think it's something worth pursuing <laughs> so yeah it's something i'm working on 
and and the best part you know what about this quality you have is the more you practice it the more better it gets isn't that true with everything though it kind of is with generally good things in life mm. not with the <laughs> bad things but yeah i think this is a quality you need to always be proud of i know why you said i was being optimistic with we are 1 hour 15 minutes into the recording we have covered what 1 2 3 4 5 5 questions that's what that's what i was going to say right now that uh, we have already a lot of recording for this episode but the next question seems to be very related so let that question be the last question of this episode yeah the 18th question is what is your most terrible memory i don't think we need to make it about ourselves i think terrible memories i think we can share i mean i don't know if you have a terrible memory which is personal fair enough but i think i have many terrible memories i think you should answer this question with sharing about those memories which you know that those memories that randomly pop up in your mind when you're not thinking about anything in particular and then you start wondering like why even that memory popped up in my mind right now my entire evening is ruined now so i think one of those memories we can share yeah yeah makes sense i have had those experiences a few times but again those are related to something quite personal but i'll think about some terrible memory which are not too personal to share i'll give it a thought yeah i think i have a few ready the one i'll share is the one i'll share would be from my 11th grade i think so in 11th grade i think it was the chemistry lab in ruiya college and uh, you have partners assigned back in ruiya college in laboratories so my partner was not interested in studying okay like uh, i was not interested in the college but i was interested in studying so practicals and you know, all i would do very seriously so this person had not come for the practicals no one is going for the lectures anyway out of the 100 people only 2 3 people are attending the lectures uh, and i am not one of those 2 3 people who are attending lectures i used to only go for practicals so this person is not going for lectures obviously not even for practicals okay so on fine day i am doing this uh, experiment and this person comes on the door okay and i don't know why i think it was it must be something related to attendance okay these people are not attending practicals also so it was some ruckus with respect to attendance and this person comes to the door and tells me ron ek kaam kar ye mera bag le aur andar jaake rakh de which means like i am super super late uh, it's almost half past the amount of time you should be in the laboratory so he wants me to take his bag put it in the inside the laboratory and he will put on the lab coat and come in and say ki main to kab se andar hi tha right aapne dekha nahi kya mere ko <laughs> so that kind of thing and back then i was very bad even now to certain extent i'm very bad at saying no to people like someone is genuinely asking me something how can i say no so obviously i not being able to say no to him this person takes out his uh, lab coat where is that white color ka lab coat i take his bag in my hand and put it in the place where it is supposed to be and he starts walking inside and then the dread begins okay one of the teachers screams saying hey habo 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 ha lab coat golun ahata la ani hacha partner ni hechi bag ghun jagat thuli and i am like oh my god this is so super embarrassing and super super red face that she caught me within like 10 seconds and she calls me and uh, these people have no such values of okay no we should not insult students in front of other people like i would have for most of the times in the classroom okay these people are being super loud and trying to be as insulting as possible 
एंड इट्स ऑब्वियसली इलेवेंथ ग्रेड राइट सो इलेवेंथ ग्रेड में यू आर लाइक न्यू कॉलेज न्यू पीपल अराउंड यू न्यू एनवायरमेंट सो आई मीन आई एम टोटली आउट ऑफ प्लेस आई एम फिगरिंग एट लाइफ इट सेल्फ एंड ड्यूरिंग दैट टाइम सच अ थिंग ऑब्वियसली शी कॉल्स मी टू द डेस्क एंड शी स्टार्ट क्वेश्चनिंग मी वॉट थैंकफुली आफ्टर दैट पर्टिकुलर मोमेंट ऑफ ड्रेड मोस्ट ऑफ द कोल्डिंग इज फॉर द अदर पर्सन थैंकफुली बट ऑब्वियसली आई न्यू दैट शी इज गो टू टर्न टू मी एंड देन आस्क मी क्वेश्चन इज वेल in equally loud voice so after whatever is done to him she starts asking me and ki kai tu kai re tu tachi back kashi ghetli and i am like trying to cover my ground saying nahi nahi mereko to malum hi nahi tha and like uh, whatever and she also <laughs> knew i also knew that i am not being truthful and yeah i think that is one of the memories which popped in my head randomly for a long period of time it used to really really upset me because super super embarrassing but you got off easy right nothing serious nothing happened see, uh, nothing in life is serious you feel in that particular moment it would be serious even if they would have called my parents 6 years 7 years 8 years down the line no one really cares but i think it was not about consequences it was more about the feeling of discomfort and the feeling of shame that i felt in that particular moment i think that keeps replaying that emotion and that feeling keeps replaying I can. What you might have felt back and then. And you know, the sad part is, I did not even want to do that. Say, for example, it was you, <laughs> and I really, really wanted to help you. And then both of us get caught. It's okay, yeah. I made to do it. Like I would say it proudly. Yeah, But I did not even care about this person, and I did not want to do that thing. And even then, I did it. And then all of that happened. I think that is what makes it sad. It's not that I don't do wrong things for my friends. खुशी से कर लेंगे. But it's not even a friend, and I did not even want to do that. So that's the sad part. yeah that makes it all the more sad yeah so while i was thinking about what to answer to this question a lot of things popped up in my head <laughs> i wouldn't say they are the most terrible memory but they are somewhat terrible so i don't know which one to share all of them are equally i wouldn't say personal i, I don't mind sharing all of them but it would be just boring and maybe our listeners and even you might start judging me i don't know i don't know like your opinion about me won't change but at least at that moment of time i was a terrible person to someone <laughs> so generally as you said a few minutes ago that i am a person who kind of likes things to revolve around me and generally when we are in a group or something that is mostly yeah, true the loudest person Do you is agree? you yes yeah the loudest person is me and if the group gets silent i am the one who brings kind of energy and brings people together or something on those lines so i like things to revolve around me and this quality of mine has always ended up creating trouble for me but even for my friends so we were in 8th grade and in 8th grade we used to go to tuitions right so we are going to tuitions and uh, so our tuition teacher used to sit in the middle with a chair and all of us students used to circle around her so there were around 7 to 8 students circled around her and we used to study or whatever so what happened teacher just got up and went to the washroom or anything she left the room and one of my closest friends my best friends i won't name him and i don't think so he'll be listening to this podcast so it doesn't matter if i name him but that person was sitting obviously next to me and he was standing actually i think teacher was doing some recitation or dictation or something oral he was standing and all of us were sitting and teacher left the room and i don't know what happened to me <laughs> you know where this is going right <laughs> I just, <laughs> I just pulled down his pants, <laughs> and it was, 
<laughs> it was very funny at that moment for all of us but not him of course and all of us were just laughing like anything and he was very much embarrassed and he just tried to pull his pants up again <laughs> and it was a very funny experience and even i'm laughing right now but it did feel terrible later that why did i do that why did i make him embarrassed like you said if he was someone who a person who i don't like or person who i hate my enemy of sorts then it would have been more pleasurable but he was my best friend and still i did still did that and what made me feel the most terrible you know what was that after the class ended we were just behaving like nothing had happened like he was talking to me normally and anything there was no grudge or no ill feeling in him like if someone would have done that to me i would have been mad at him at least for a few days but he had no such ill feeling so that maybe later in retrospect makes it all the more terrible i don't know i don't agree with you that what makes it even more terrible is the fact that he was a friend to you and if it would have been an enemy it would have been fine i think it's the other way around for enemies then you start developing sympathy after a few years maybe but friends apne haq ke log hote hai na apna to haq banta hai unke sath i think with friend it's okay a friend you don't really like or who does not like you doing this to someone like that would have been a little more terrible i feel but in any case i think <laughs> while he was sharing this one more a random memory popped up you i i think you'll remember this and i think this super super funny for i think everyone so there is this one teacher in our bsc uh, physics department or so yeah, who who generally people like because he would be the one who is to arrange all the i mean i'm tempted to call picnics but they were never picnics they were field trip uh, we did not go there for a field trip so this person like i like to feel that he used to hold me in high regard person who has lot of scope i used to give hope to this particular professor yes this person has the potential to go into a good institute and pursue good physics so yeah, i think that was the image that person had of me in his mind <laughs> but then i think it was in bangalore when we were sitting on stairs for some photograph <laughs> and you know there sometimes it randomly happens where you say something in normal volume but at the same exact moment everyone just go silent randomly for some reason and then whatever you said in normal voice is like crystal clear to each and every one <laughs> So yes, yes, yes. so we were sitting on the stairs uh, for a photograph to be taken someone was standing in front of me and uh, i said white uh, na and dash okay it was very uh, profane abuse <laughs> and i had no clue that at the bottom of it <laughs> the bottom of the stairs this professor was sitting and i think this was for the long time i mean i abuse a lot right so for a long time this professor had not seen that version of me so this professor then stood up and say kon tha re ron she 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 itna ganda language mere ko nahi malum tha ki tu aisa language ho I remember, i remember that incident oh god oh my god and i'm like sorry sorry sir <laughs> what yeah i mean <laughs> while sharing this this one more incident in the bus when i said something very similar <laughs> and there was i think it was some other professor who was asking kon bola hua and i just hit myself <laughs> under the <laughs> under the chair <laughs> but yeah lot i mean these field trips are so important for making memory <laughs> And these these things happened at the same field trip. 
and i i remember both these incidents very well yeah <laughs> i wouldn't say these were terrible right at least not for the rest of us i would say the professors were really really chill i think they did not make a big deal out of it i think if there was some other person other professor out there that person had in his or her rights to make a huge deal out of it i think both of those in both of these instances did not make a huge deal out of it they also just left it at there so yeah i'm i'm grateful for those professors who did not ruin that memory but but what could they have been done right we are not school kids that they would shout us and call our parents we are they can 20 year old we are 20 year old adults but they did they did call our parents with respect to attendance so i think if they can call us with respect to attendance they can very well call us and say this person does not have the basic etiquette required to be in our institution i think that's a very fair complaint because because you're on a field trip you're in a bus where uh, professors are there other students are there i think you need to have some control over the language you use so i think they were very well within the rights to make a big deal out of it yeah but those things <laughs> these are the memorable things that you remember about field trips of course you don't remember which museum you saw or which telescope you saw but these are the things that are that you will keep with you for a long time you know i can't wait to share all of this with my students now because now i'm no longer their teacher right um, and one of the greatest pleasures of being a teacher is to just share these memories with them right especially if there's a connect between you and your students i think if there's no connect between the teacher and the students the students are happy because okay now there's no going to be no learning for the next 10 minutes because the teacher has gone into a personal life story but i think when students and teachers are connected with each other sharing these stories becomes much more fun and then i used to obviously had to cut important parts or change a few things now i can be super honest with them if they meet me and say the real deals <laughs> the real adventures of my college cool so i think we have reminiscenced a lot in this episode yeah ye is a chai ke sath cold coffee ke sath wala episode ho gaya <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs>